We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski. What it is? Here. Ho, 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 Go ho, ahead. Ho. Do your shit. There, there you go. Do your thing. There it is. There Pretty it is. There it is. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Inst- on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to uh, learn more. All right, Neil. The Cooper Chevrolet chat is already hot. And our good friend from Monster and Rain, Bob Brucato, was already in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. He told me that I could not say anything about this about two months ago. Since okay. he, but he brought it up in the chat, so I figured since he brought it up in the chat, I can say it. Probably so. He just sampled the brand one of the brand new flavors, the strawberry guava, coming wow. in in twenty twenty four. It's going to be. That? They got some new flavors coming. I'm not going to say the other ones, Bob. I'll let you do okay. that. But the the range storm line is is killing it right now. All right, Neil, the Cooper Chevrolet chat, as you already know, is bumping. And make sure everybody knows this, attention Tahoe fans. Cooper Chevrolet and Aniston just received a huge truckload of brand-new Chevy Tahoes in every trim. They now have 10 available on the lot, and they are ready to go at cooperchevrolet.com. You can check uh, your schedule to get a test drive today before they sell out. I actually know they've already sold a bunch, so I don't know how many they got left, but they still said I could read this ad, so... There you go. If you're a Tahoe person, they're hard to find. Uh, knock those out. All right, we got my, we got my guy. He you you came in right right in the ad read. Tom, can he hear us? You got me. Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? I got you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, jo- good. Joining McCready and Siski today is one of my longtime friends, ESPN analyst Tom Luganville. Tom, welcome to the show, man. I it's good to be with you, Neil. It's good to uh, actually meet you. I've uh, been able to watch you and kind of keep track of the show. So I appreciate you all having me on, man. Yeah. So the. Uh, Likewise, Tom, really appreciate you being here. So Tom, yeah. I actually, I actually have brought you up on the show before uh, several times, but uh, this is before we get in the good stuff. So Tom would, when he was, Tom was the king of ESPN recruiting when recruiting was cool. You had the greatest show on TV 
on signing day, which before <laughs> when when recruiting was fun. Um, and Tom used to come visit visit me and spend a couple of days with us at Alabama in the spring, and we'd go over uh, recruits. And the one thing that I always uh, respected about Tom is he he's actually done it and done it for a living. And being able to actually talk to somebody about real evaluations, and I thought that was uh, that was always cool to do on my on my end. Because instead of going, man, that boy sure is fast, we could you know talk about ankle stiffness and, and all that good stuff. So that was that was good stuff. I know you love those trips to Tuscaloosa, right? What's that? Say I said that again? I, I know you love those trips to Tuscaloosa, right? Dude, all, always. I mean, like, it, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, early on when we started off doing what we were doing, this would have been uh, first class was 06. And then I started just picking, you know, two or three programs every spring. And I would go in and just, you know, sit down, talk shop, swap ideas. Um, you know, how are people looking at things? What are they prioritizing? What, what, what's the struggle? Uh, what are you guys having a hard time coming up with? Um, especially if recruited when recruiting became such a rat race, right now, now you got to know who the eighth graders are and the ninth graders are and the 10th graders are. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know, and, and so it's always good to swap ideas and, and to, you know, the difference for me, as opposed to you, Tyler, when you guys were doing it, whether it's Ole Miss, whether it's South Alabama or it's Alabama is you guys were always having to recruit either to a certain style, a certain scheme, a certain body type, something, you know, the, the, the check the boxes of all the critical factors that you'd like to have. And for us, you know, we, we weren't recruiting to a scheme, you know, we were not recruiting to a certain assistant coach's preference. We were just trying to look at it and say, okay, where would we place this guy? What are his strengths? What are his deficiencies? Where are we concerned about him? And uh, so to be able to have those ideas on our own, and then look at it through your guys's lens was always a very educational process for me because um, it, it's interesting. Somebody might have their board, right? And they say, okay, well, that guy's got 30 scholarship offers. Okay, well, that's great. But he might be the seventh guy on the board. It doesn't mean he's the first guy on the board because one guy for one program may not fit for the other program. They may think he's a good player, but they wouldn't take him for other reasons. And so, you know, a lot of that background intel that most of the public that follows recruiting doesn't know has always been something that's fascinated. Yeah, that was always the zero nose discussion at Alabama, right? So we would, <clears throat> yeah, you yeah. know, back then we were running a true three four where you had to have a yeah. two gap zero nose. And but at that time, that's when offenses started changing, especially in the SEC. Like literally, I think I've told you this before, but overnight in the SEC you went from having basically what you call regular personnel on the field on defense 70% of the time to having nickel on the yeah. field 70% of the time. So we stopped recruiting a bunch of the zero noses and would take, make sure we had two on the roster basically. So you would have some guy like, uh, God, what was the guy? Uh, uh, Cody, Terrence Cody. Yeah. Like Terrence, Terrence Cody. Co I was just going to bring him up. Yeah. Yep. Terrence Cody is the best player in America for Alabama at a three, four nose. But if you're a four, three team, or four to eight, he wouldn't. Eh. That's why he didn't. He'd play on first down. Yeah, that's it. That's why he kind of, yeah. you know, fell off in the league. All right, Tom, we got to get to the fun stuff. You ready to get the fun stuff? Sure, always. I like fun stuff. All right. So about two months ago, <laughs> uh, to be specific, eight, uh, August the thirtieth, you became a TikTok star. I didn't know if you knew this or not. Uh, um, I'm not aware. <laughs> yeah, you became a TikTok star with your. Uh, your comments on uh, Colorado and you became a well-loved 
uh, person. Uh, actually, you you became more love than I did, so I was kind of. My question is: Here we sit. We're two. And months, when you say love, you mean hate. We, I, we don't have hate in this world, man. We're this is a love yeah. world. Hey, hey, what what country are you living in right now? This is all love. You where, know what I mean? Where there's no hate in the world. There's no hate in this world. Whew, let me. I need to look up something on my Twitter profile because something's <laughs> gone terribly wrong. Because there's there's a lot. I, I I got the wrong algorithm. The, okay. Apparently, yeah. I've got the wrong algorithm because all I see is woo. Yeah, you're you're in the you're in the uh, paradox. So here we sit. We're two months later. And my question is, have you kept your receipts? I, I, to be honest with you, Tyler, I haven't. And do you want to know why? It, it's not personal. Like, I don't have a horse in the race. I think that's the one thing in all of this is, first of all, just like player evaluation, um, broadcast analysis, whether it's in this medium, whether it's television, whether it's radio, it's subjective. All right. It's going to be opinion based. You're going to try and gather as much information as you can to make the assessment that you think is most accurate. The one mistake I made in my commentary, and I owned it 100%, the one mistake I made in my commentary is instead of using the term roster, I should have used the term depth because I'm not wrong on that. I know I'm not wrong on it because I've watched this team play. Um, And that was where I went wrong, and that's fine. I can own that. Um, Bad choice of words. But the bottom line is, this is a roster that's basically been comprised of five guys. And one of those guys went down for several weeks. The other guy has potential difference-making ability at quarterback, so it's the most important position on the field, so it gives you a chance. Um, But this is also a team that right now is 130 out of 130 at the FBS level on defense. And so the depth, again, the word I should have used – I was not off base on that because you can sit there and you can take Dylan Edwards off the field. You can take Travis Hunter off the field. You can take Amarion Cooper off the field. And the guy that's replacing him is not a power five difference maker type of player where you have no drop off. That's the reality of Colorado's roster right now as it relates to depth. So I don't keep receipts. I mean, you know, if I kept receipts, for everybody that said I'm an idiot or that I have no clue what I'm doing or that I'm a bozo or, I mean, listen, call me what you want. I don't care. I've got a thick skin. We all do. We've all been a part of this thing, but I think that's one of the interesting things about the whole Colorado scenario and the story and, and what we've seen week to week is they've made it so personal. You know, you can't have an opinion or you can't have a criticism without it all of a sudden being labeled as hate. Oh yeah, well, and they I refuse, to, yeah. they, and, and people refuse to believe. And this is a this is right. a, a this is the thing that that I've struggled with all these years. People refuse to believe when you say because, like, people don't like. I'm, I'm convinced fans, and and frankly, a lot of the people that we cover, not just fans, oh. coaches, they don't believe you when you say I don't care. And they they hear I don't care, and they 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 view that as a very negative thing. And it's no look. I, I'm going to cover Ole Miss at six thirty on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get home at twelve thirty, and at twelve thirty, the outcome of that game that I just covered will not impact your life in any shape, form, or fashion. And the only possible right. scenario that the outcome of the, that something in that game could impact me on any personal level will be if a kid is severely injured. That will bother me. 
Yeah. That bothers yeah. me. Whether it's a kid for Ole Miss or a kid for Vanderbilt, I will be bothered by that. If a kid gets badly injured until I know that, hey, he's going to be okay, I'm, that's going to keep me up. But, like, the score of the game, how the game's played, I don't care. It's the matter. It's a job. You know how that is. We and, don't have a horse in the race. No. We and, don't have a horse in the race. Like, in recruiting, like, particularly, like, with player rankings or, or team rankings, it's like, oh, you you just hate our team. No, the reality is, according to the general public and Twitter, we hate everybody. Because the moment you say something that isn't positive about the team, you automatically hate that team. No, we don't. We're giving an assessment on what we think. We may be right. We may be wrong. It's our opinion. But quit making the leap to, oh, we hate this, or we hate you. or And, and why, by the way, why is Colorado immune to criticism? Well, and, and here's, the thing, here's the thing, Tom, <laughs> that bothers me about this, is that Dion knows better, because Dion's worked in the media. He's He's been in studios where it's like there's no way that you can have an emotional feeling about if you're covering the NFL, right? You cannot feel emotionally about 13 games that Sunday. It's impossible. It's not possible. So he knows better. And so he does that because I think it, it was it was he was trying to use it to either motivate his team or build the brand or whatever the case it was. But so, of course, when the thing kind of falls apart and people – can say without saying, I told you so, can kind of go, well, I kind of told you so. You know, it was right there. And then he gets defensive about it. Right. You know, and he, now he blames the kids because he can't yell at the media anymore. And he's like, well, the kids don't love it sure. as much as I do, which is really effing lame, by the way. Well, and I'll, and I'll say this, guys. I, I, I will say this. You guys know this. And, if, and I would dare anybody to go out there and find a single ounce or a single word or a single letter that's come out of my mouth. Since those comments on, on August 30th, I have not said a word about Colorado. Do you want to know why? <laughs> I don't care. I, 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 I don't. I Listen, Do I th- did I think that that was going to happen? Yes. All right? Did I need to remind everybody of it? No. All right? So just let it be, and I'll focus on whatever podcast or television show or college football live or the game I have that weekend, and that's where my energy w- will go to. But analysis, again, it's subjective, and uh, people are going to take it for what it is. You know, it's just like a, a recruit where I have them ranked. I don't get paid one cent more if I have Michigan ranked over Tennessee or if I have Alabama ranked over Georgia. has no impact on my day-to-day life. So it's just it's what I am tasked with doing to the best of my ability with the resources I have at my disposal, and then we'll let the chips fall where they may. See, ESPN is really messing this thing up. If I was if I, if I was in charge of assignments, you would be you would have the UCLA Colorado game this this Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? See, now, now you're part of the problem. Hey, no, that's that's now, now that's, you're pushing it. That's now TV. It. That's TV. That's ratings. That's oh, ratings oh, goal. Can you imagine the 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 sideline interview during the in the, oh. that that would be the best. But you know what though? Do you want to know what? In all honesty, as an adult. As a professional, which I think Deion Sanders is, um, I would hope. If you're going to be childish about it and have a problem with it, then what are we doing? Like, I'll have no problem going up and shaking his hand and saying, Coach, how you doing? Um, Having our coaches' meetings with him on the phone, on Zoom, or in person. Or when I have to approach him in pregame warm-up and talk to him. I'm man enough to do that. So I would assume he would be too. Well, Tim McCarver says hello, so I don't I don't know. Uh he had his, <laughs> he had his deal with Tim McCarver back in the day. Oh, he did. That's true. Yeah. He threw the old water <laughs> on him. All right. Let's switch let's switch gear. Uh, let's switch gears. I do want to say though, on that video, I went back and watched it today before we came in. 
what he got criticized for. He he said that he was talking about he he said roster instead of depth, whatever it was. But he talked about how bad they were on the defensive and offensive lines. And literally the words came out of Tom's mouth. He goes, I don't know how they're going to keep him upright. And I would like to say as we sit here on October the 24th, Shador Sanders is the most sacked quarterback in the FBS. Yep. So hey. I also referenced Travis Hunter. And hey. I also I, I referenced a handful of other guys too. You did that were positives. Yeah, you they were positives, so. but you but they don't listen yeah. to the positives. But I just wanted to give no, the no, I just want to give that. the tip of the cap on the upfront comment uh, two months later. <laughs> that's where it begins and ends, right, Tyler? That's I where mean, it, that's where it begins, day. ends, and that's where it's won and lost. Hey, I, I want to ask you this, Tom. I know Tyler's about to ask you about Michigan and the whole sign stealing thing. I'm curious. Michigan, the football team, forget the sign thing for a minute. This feels like this year, like for the first time in a long time, really, we, we're not exactly sure who's going to make the playoff. I think for, you know, like the last couple of years, like, all right, Georgia's going to make it. Uh, the winner of the Big Ten is going to make it. We sort of kind of knew who's going to make it this year. It's kind of like, well, you know, this thing could get kind of a little weird with a few schools yeah. is how, what percentage, I guess, would you put on Michigan making the, the, the playoff right now? Oh, I would say it's significantly high. Um, maybe 80% or more based off of the schedule that we've seen, who they've had to compete against, the fact that they haven't played Ohio State and Penn State yet. They haven't been challenged. Nobody's put them in a hole. Nobody has put them in a situation where they have to deal with any type of adversity, where they have to come back from making mistakes, um, where they have to be down by 21 at halftime. That may not happen. But I know this, it's happened to teams like uh, Oklahoma, it's happened to teams like Ohio State, it's happened to, you know, that game between Washington and Oregon was a barn burner. Um, we've seen Notre Dame have, what, like four white knucklers? Um, and and listen, I we haven't seen Michigan have to take that type of element on during the course of four quarters. My eyes tell me they're really, really good. My eyes tell me they're a line of scrimmage football team. They can run the football at will. The quarterback's playing his best football that he's played since since he's been there. But I, I, I think we're all curious to sit there and say, what would they do if they played somebody that was really, really good? Not to say that they'd lose the game, but how would they respond to those moments because they haven't had to do it yet? That's what's interesting for me is I keep thinking, well, who's that team? Like, oh, it's, it's one of two teams. It's going to have to be Penn State and Ohio State. That's all they got. I mean, I mean, even I mean, expanding into nationally. I mean, it's who's who's the team? Because I think that's what's interesting about this Michigan thing that you're about to dive into. Is honestly, so far this season, Michigan's the best team I've seen. It's not even in my mind, at least, not even particularly close. Like they just dominate people. You watch other teams played down to the level of competition. Yeah, that's the thing that stands out. And most everybody else kind of has. Right. It doesn't matter who they've played. They've played to their standard. And you know what? Give them credit for that. That's that's not easy to do when you're playing with 18 to 22 year old kids. Yeah. <laughs> who are you telling? <laughs> it's, <laughs> exactly, it's brutal. Right? It's, it's brutally difficult to do. I mean, you you see coaches all the time. I mean, the guy I covered just yesterday <clears> spent <throat> most of his press conference basically begging fans, hey, bring juice. We're not going to have any. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be hard. We've played a bunch of emotional games, got more emotional games coming up. We're a 25-point favorite, going to need a little help. You know, I mean, yeah. that kind of thing. It, it, Michigan has Michigan has not had that. They've just steamrolled people. You think it's bad? Yeah. You think it's bad uh, Bad anyway? Now you're now we're paying them. So <laughs> now, now, they re- now they really got it. 
All right, before we get to the Michigan deal, I, I had a quick question I want to talk to you about because I wanted to bring this up today, and I thought no better, no other better person to talk to about it than you. All right, Emmanuel Och- uh, H. Howell, is it H. Howell, is that how you say his last name? Ocho. 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 See, I'm, I'm from Alabama. We don't do those things very well. Emmanuel Ocho, uh, he publicly tweeted after the game Saturday, and, and it really pissed me off. Um, I'm just going. I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say how I feel about it because I don't care. Um, it really pissed me off. He tweeted at Caleb Williams, basically saying, "Hey, the season's over with. It would be uh, a business decision for you to sit and no and and not play uh, anymore the rest of the season." And the reason that it's so disappointing and it pissed me off that he said it, it it's not some random person saying this. It's not that right. he works at ESPN or he's a football analyst. It's that he played the game and he played in the NFL. He was drafted. He understands the the importance of competitive character when it comes to yeah. football players. And and I just want to get your thoughts on it because it, I, I'm, I'm highly pissed and I'm probably not going to be very productive talking about this. Yeah, you know, and it, was, it was Emmanuel, who's now at Fox. He was at ESPN. Oh, I'm sorry. Brother Sam. Yeah, uh, uh, let me, let me no, get that fine. straight um, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Fox. I was, to be honest with you, man, I, I was appalled by it. I, I really was. Because you think SC's got enough on their plate? Now you interject this topic and this idea and this notion that you have to now deal with. That's all anybody out West is, is talking about now. And, and you're trying to manage it as a coaching staff. You've already got enough going on in a negative fashion. I would, if a fan brought this up, like you said, if somebody doesn't have a platform, brings this up, eh, okay, it might even reach the light of day. If for some reason this came out that this was something that he and his camp or he and his father had been discussing, okay, that's on them. And if that gets publicized, that's on them. I just don't think it's our place to do that. That's my own personal feeling because my experience with Caleb going back to, let's see, his sophomore year in high school is he, I don't think he has a non-competitive bone in his body. He is a competitor. He balls. He loves to play football. And to interject this into the thought process at this particular time is not helpful to anybody. And I, I just, I, but I'm also one of those people, Tyler and Neil, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, and it's, listen, I, I know I'm the get off my lawn guy when I say this, but if you told me not to play in a bowl game or not to play in a conference championship game, I would have been like, Get the hell out of here. Are you kidding me? You think I'm not going to play in a bowl game with my teammates? You think I'm not? I don't I don't care what the ramifications are. That just – it never even entered into your thought process, into your mind. And so now all of a sudden we're going to take this highly competitive kid that's won the Heisman Trophy that's been carrying, by the, by the way, carrying this program. Oh, yeah, big USC, time. Carrying them. Yeah. Um, and you're going to now all of a sudden put a little bug in his ear that – Oh, well, maybe that's something I should think of. Huh. When you know what? I bet until it was brought up, it never even came into his mind because I don't think he's that type of kid. I could be wrong, but I've never had an experience with him where I've looked at him and said, you know what? This guy's looking for the free ride. All he's wanting to do is NIL, blah, blah, blah. All I know is a guy that loves to play football. When he plays football, he plays it to the best of his ability. I just don't see him doing that. And for somebody with a platform to suggest it, I was upset by it as well, man. I thought it was a load of crap. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's one thing again. Like I said, if you've never, if it was somebody that's never played, okay, I, I, I'm I can be like, man, this guy just yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy played he in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he understands about being a team player. He understands how the NFL works. He understands that, hey, this guy's barring anything crazy is going to be the first pick in the National Football League draft. Do you want to do you want to put something crazy yeah. that will prevent that from happening? Try not playing. If he sits out, yeah. that literally is the only thing he can do that will possibly not make him the number one pick. Because right. you can get the right organization, right. okay, the right organization that's got the right guy at the top says, man, this is not the kind of guy we want leading our team. Let's say for, yeah. for shits and giggles here, let's say the New England Patriots shit the bed the rest of the year, which they're highly capable of doing, and they got the mm-hmm. number one pick in the draft. Do you think Bill Belichick is going to take this kid if he sits out? If he if he quits on his team, hell no, he will go find somebody else. Like you, the right. only thing that that can possibly keep this kid from being the number one pick in the draft is him quitting, quitting on your team. I bet you one thing. I bet you one thing. Drake May ain't stopping playing. No, hell no. He ain't stopping playing. I don't care what game it is. If you threw, threw the ball out in the parking lot, he'd go play. I know that, and I feel that way too about Caleb. Um, but just to have this suggested and now thrown in there, I just it's it's highly irresponsible in my opinion. All right, we've had you on a while. I want to get your thoughts here before we get you off, okay? Because I can't not. Um, it's all right, my, my, I got time. Me and Neil are going are going to sit here and, and break the internet, so we won't we won't put you in harm's way when uh, with this. But wanted to get your thoughts um, on this Michigan deal. I guess my question is, how surprised were you to find out that allegedly, allegedly? Um, Michigan uh, staffers were attending uh, Big Ten games. Not not overly surprised. I mean, when you consider some of the stuff that was going on during COVID, which was the biggest no-no at the time. Like, everybody thinks that whole Michigan thing was about a hamburger. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was about contact during a time. And this is what got Arizona State in all of that trouble. And, and then to lie about it was, was, you know, compounded the issue. I... And I don't know. I do not recall. Tyler. And, yeah, exactly. I do I, not sure recall. Does. Best four words in the English language. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like, listen, there's in-game sign stealing. That, that is, that is part of football practice. It's part of the in-game. Uh, you sure? Uh, ups and downs. I'm positive. And if you look at college football, the last three to four weeks, or excuse me, last three to four years, I mean, look at, all of the preparations they've made on the sidelines now, the tarps over the benches, right? The big flag banners that people are holding up behind the quarterbacks or the, or the analysts giving the signals. So everybody's aware of it. Everybody's combating against it. But I think this is where, where this thing really becomes egregious, if, uh, if it's alleged to have been found to be true, is when you are going on the road in an advanced capacity, whether it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and not only are you able to either through video component, an audio component, your cell phone, whatever, document an entire game of signals and then be able to go back in-house with their level of staffing and their level of resources. And let's just say they went and saw Team A, but they don't play Team A for three weeks. Now, it's one thing to say you did that for the game that you're playing the next week, and now all of a sudden you have to turn around on Sunday and match all of that stuff up. But if you had two to three weeks each occurrence of when you're doing it to match it up, 
that's a whole never another level of, of I think diabolical uh, <laughs> sign stealing because now you're virtually guaranteeing yourself of right. being in the right call on the right down. Let me ask y'all a question. In the NFL, there's a there's a the quarterback has a thing in his helmet. And this is you, what we should be doing in college football. And you see it's the coach. All right, hang on, so hold on. And you see the coach do this. All right, we got our uh, fourteen. Blah, 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 blah. And, and the quarterback repeats it. We don't have this problem. They don't have to have signs of like Rocky Balboa and and a surf and and yeah. and we don't we don't have to have all that. Even at the high school level, they're able to communicate and get get the plays in. What why can't why can't college football go? Okay, we're preparing guys because we're admitting now this is pros. We're paying the players. They get it. They get money. We're mm-hmm. the good ones. We're preparing them to play in the NFL. Well, in the NFL, yeah. the quarterback's got a thing in his helmet. Why not just? Doesn't that simplify it? No. And this is why. I, I, this is what, a question I got asked the other day. All right, oh, in the, you're about to piss me off, probably. But go ahead. No, I'm just going. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to tell you how 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 it works. And everybody's talking about how they should put the thing in a quarterback. That's not how it works. In the in the NFL, 32 of 32 teams huddle. Okay, so the call comes in to the quarterback, and he's able to go. Okay, here we go. Right, whatever. And and all 11 people here. All right. 95% of college teams do not huddle. They're in tempo, so everybody's out wide. If the call comes into the quarterback, you're still going to have to signal to the receivers. Some people signal to the offensive line. You cannot communicate it to, to everybody. While the quarterback will get the whole call, and you will not, you will still have to have people signaling to certain positions. Does that make sense? You know what, Tyler? You know what, Tyler? Here's how you fix that. This is what they did in the XFL. The wristbands? Night. No. All of the perimeter skill in the quarterback had it in their in their ear. If you were within the box, so running back, O-line, and tight end did not. All right, so at least you didn't have to get it out wide like you're talking yeah. about. I think it was it was a bit of a stopgap there. But, yeah, you could do the wristband thing, but you're still signaling in what you want them to call out. Well, they, the got, those, they got those so, new wristbands that they're using for a uh, scout team and stuff that, that digital, have digital wristbands on them. Right. But, but here's even with the communication, having to put them in like the XFL, right? There's 40, what, 40 players on the XFL roster? Is that right? 40 something? 43? Yeah, story, yeah 45 players. Yeah, okay. Now you got 80. And so you got You still only have like five receivers that you got to put helmets in. Well, you're talking about a, a college team. You're going to have to have 15 receivers have them in. You're going to have to have, you know, I just think when you're starting to talk about, I think it's it's a great idea to do it. I, I think it would be very uh, a lot difficult than just saying, "Hey, put that in their headset." When it comes to a college game, that's I guess well, that's and my expensive. point. And very expensive. expensive. And not all, yeah, not all programs are created equal. Yeah, that, clearly, uh, no question. I, I'll just be honest with you. I'm having a hard time building up a lot of righteous indignation about this because I've just always assumed that everybody did this. I've always assumed that everybody sent people to games and they looked at signs and they tried to steal and I realized they went above and beyond and, and all of that. I, I, and I get it. I get it. It's cheating. It's against the rules, etc. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It just... I'm, again, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time getting super worked up about it because I just I've assumed that people have kind of always done yeah. that. No, I, there's there's and they're like there's this there's this clip on the internet today of of you can see the guy telling uh, Jesse yeah. Mentor the, the, hey here's what they're doing and Ohio State scores on the play I'm like well it didn't so whatever they thought they were doing like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't such a competitive advantage because they didn't stop them I mean the play went for a TD right. I, I don't I, I'm I'm having a hard time getting as worked up as so many of the people in my field that are just at wits end that this, how dare this happen? I'm like, come on. Yeah. This is not, and we'll let Tom go. Cause I know he's been on here, but this is not about stealing. Like I, I can't stand for people to keep bringing up the signal stealing. There's nothing illegal about stealing signals. All 130 teams right. in, in the NCAA steal signals. This is about going in advance in video. That's the illegal part. Yeah. But I'm the guy that when I was a baseball player, I didn't want to look out at second base and this, I didn't want the runner at second base telling me, hey, here's, here's what's coming. Because what if he's wrong? What if you, he's wrong reading one it time. wrong? Just if you're wrong one time and I'm guessing curveball and it's a fastball up and in. I, no, just I'm, let, me, let me play. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through what I did at the plate every time and let that be what it was. I, don't, I, I didn't need all that. So the problem with all the sign stealing is if, if you think you have the sign stolen and you don't and it leads to a giant bust, somebody looks at you and goes, well, we got that one wrong. I mean, I just think sometimes you just p- play the game. I, I'm having a hard time believing that Michigan is winning these games. Michigan is having this renaissance sort of with their program because they stole everybody's signs. I, it just – it it – it doesn't pass the smell test to me. I'm not saying I'm not saying everybody's wrong. I, it doesn't. I'm having a hard time with it. You're not wrong. All right. Here, here's the thing, and Tom can Tom can chime in too. Here, here's the thing. Okay. About about 15 years ago, 10 15 years ago. Okay. If you stole signs, it it, it, may, it can make a difference. Okay. But now with tempo, when tempo comes along, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. All right. The second thing is is the evolution of this little scheme called the RPO. Right. Yeah. All right. So if I go out and I see, I read that they're going to run power and I start yelling, hey, they're fixing to run power right here. And they ride power down in there and they yank that damn thing and throw a freaking slant for 60 fucking yards because I told the, the linebacker to roll the safety back down weak and they went one high mm-hmm. and there's nobody home. You're fired. Okay, so the evolution <laughs> of the RPO has changed all that. So where you can get a, an advantage, and I think if you in, – in Michigan, I saw the video today. Yeah, Tom sent it to me. Uh, I had a good friend that used to be the head coach at Ole Miss. He sent me the video too. Um, <laughs> of There's a video out showing uh, them pointing to the air, right? Yeah, and yeah. So, that was the play I was talking about. That you saw that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So 
here was you could on third and long, okay, on third and long, if it's third and nine plus, I don't need to read a signal to let me know that they're passing. Okay. True. So you can see the long is in their longer signals when you go to pass and the, they, you got a signal in protection routes. It's a very long signal. I don't need it. I don't need a signal when it's third and a foot to let me know that they're running the ball. And you would say you would make a universal. We call it army call. We call that jet or sky. And then an army call. You would yell army, army, army. All right. You don't need those. What you need is the P and 10 possession 10, your normal, first and 10 calls are the ones that, that are you get it advantageous, but the RPO took that out. I'll give you a great example. Yeah. I'm going to tell it myself a little bit here. Texas A&M, for years with Jimbo, because Jimbo didn't throw a lot of RPOs, Texas A&M for years gave away runner pass um, with Jimbo calling plays because they didn't run RPOs. And it wasn't because of their signals. It was other tails. There, it was the way their, their stance was with their tackles. For years, right. for years, years people knew if if Texas A&M was running or throwing the ball based on tackle alignment. And so we would make an army or jet call. Now, what I like to do trolling, because I like to troll people, I could pick <laughs> up, I could pick up a signal, but it'd be too late to send it in, right, or anything. I'd be on the sideline, and I look over there, and I see the guy signaling the receivers, and he would give the old China call or the universal for smash or universal for snag I mean, there's, we can go over all these signals that are universal. Yeah. And, I, and I would let, tell the receiver, I'd be, hey, man, make sure you get your depth on this hitch right here, okay? And he'd kind of look at me, and i said, hey, man, look, three steps on your slant. Make sure you get flat. I would tell the other, <laughs> I'd tell the other receiver to do that. It would freak them out because their coaches are paranoid by nature. And they'd be over there going, they got our plays. They got our plays. And they'd start going all these great links and mess them up a little bit, mess their flow up. But in no way – and shape is, you know, you could do things like that. But anyway, Tom, I appreciate the no, hell out you know, of you, brother. The one thing, Go ahead. Real quick, the one thing I'd add to that on the RPO thing, because you're so right, and really the only way to defend RPO definitively is to be willing to play man-to-man defense on every snap. Yep. And there are very, 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 very few teams that have the personnel to be able to do that and not get their ass beat. And so it puts you in a conflict of assignment, right? You can't, you're, it's like saying, well, we can't block that guy. Okay, well, we're not going to block him. We're going to RPO him. We're going to leave him unblocked, and we're going to make him wrong on every single snap. I don't care what signal comes from the sideline. <laughs> you ain't defending it. Right. No, that's, I mean, that's how you, I mean, I'm going back to when we were here in 2012 at Ole Miss. We moved the ball. We had the worst offensive line in America that's ever existed. <laughs> All right, we ran for 220 no, yards. No, I was in Fayetteville Saturday. That is not true. It, 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 it can't, we, I, would take no that, I would take that offensive line today. Nope. All right, but we ran for 220 yards I was game. there. I was eight, 18 rows up. I watched them the whole – no. <laughs> 18 rows up. I'll, I will die on this hill. <laughs> All right, second worst. How about that one? Fair. All right, but we were able to move the ball because of exactly what he's talking about. We're playing these kick-ass defensive ends and or whoever. We're like, okay, yeah. we'll either read him, we'll kick, well, we're going to do something, we'll cut him, whatever it is, we'll change him where he cannot be right today. He's not going to be right today. Yeah. We may get beat by the other 10 guys, but that guy's not going to beat us today. And you can do things and in, in, in tempo with RPOs and everything else to do that. So, All right, Tom, that was, that was great, it. brother. Appreciate your time, man. Oh, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. I hope you have a great rest of the week and enjoy college football this weekend. Hey, Thanks, what, Tom. You're what the game, best. What game do you got this week before you go? I got uh, Texas BYU on ABC at oh, uh, 2.30 boy. Central. Hey, who's uh, yeah. who's going to be the quarterback at Texas this week? I Malik Murphy, I believe. Okay. I think that's what they'll start off with, yeah. 
We yeah. gonna have we gonna have an Arch Manning sighting. I don't know because remember they got to get past this game to get into a scenario where there's four games remaining, and he could potentially oh, play yeah, in all yeah. four and not lose his red shirt. Look at this so, guy. Look at this guy. Consider. He's playing roster management. Yeah. Once a <laughs> once a roster go. management never 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 leaves you. Appreciate you, brother. That's right. See all right, guys, take care. I didn't think about that. Did not think about that. We're also brought to you by Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. All right, finishing up this deal, I want to. I, I I made some phone calls. <clears throat> um, I haven't told you this, Neil. Uh, Neil made some phone calls. I talked to some coaches in the Big Ten mm-hmm. uh, about this deal. We were talking about some things, and so allegedly, and I'll start with allegedly. Um, it is believed that he sent uh, the recruiting, basically, student analyst is who he um, recruiting analyst. These are the people who went to the games. Um, as far as staff, he did not go himself. He purchased it obviously on his credit card and all that stuff, which is not very smart. But it is what it is on that, <clears throat> allegedly. But he sent these these kids there. Basically, what they are is they're student workers. Um, they filmed it. They were on each side of the of the games. They had, I think, ESPN reported this yesterday. They actually had tickets at the Ohio State Penn State game, but nobody showed up uh, in those seats. But but here's here's the deal: is where did the money come from, right? So they're going. This is where the bigger issue is going to come in: is where did the money come from? Now, uh, because he's not, he put it on his credit card, I get that, but he's not, somebody's paying him to do that, right? So where they're going to follow the money trail, follow the money. That's where the bigger issue is going to come in is where did that money come from? Now, he can always say he may be smarter than all of us and be able to just fall on the sword because, hey, I paid for it on my credit card, right? That's what he's going to say. But that's not, it's, well, of course it's coming not. from the, somewhere, The right? NCAA's not going to be able to solicit, they're not going to be able to go get his bank records. Correct. Well, they try. I'm sure they will. They think they're the they're the government sometimes. All right, and then, look, let's talk about going to games and things like that. Um, This has happened before. I've heard of it happening before, but I've never heard it happening during the season. Uh, Most of the time it's in these preseason scrimmages. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you have an open scrimmage on whatever and you're a new staff, I have heard of coaches going and, and, you know, sending people to go watch that. Um, Not really for signals, though, in those situations. It was more for, hey, what are they going to play on defense? Are they a – 3-4 3-4 team, are they playing 4-3? What's their base shell? Are they playing too high, one high, all that stuff, right? So what's their base? I have heard of that happening. Never been on a staff that did it, but I have heard it happening. Um, and we've actually busted somebody uh, doing that to us before. Um, so Chuck kick his ass. What y'all do? Uh, we'll, just, we'll just end it there. It was addressed. Um, it was addressed the, the way things used to be. Oh. Things used to get addressed without going to media or going to the NCAA, but now we – we're a bunch of snitches. Yeah, right. fight in the parking lot. Way a bunch of snitches. You just used to handle things the way you handle things. 
um, and they don't and they don't do it anymore. But now you now you call and turn everybody in and all that stuff. That's soft. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. This is the thing. I, I want to bring this up. And this is the last thing I want to end on. We talked about the headset stuff. Last thing I want to bring up. This is not that big of a deal. This is the NCAA giving Jim Harbaugh. This is his Al Capone moment. Okay. Okay. He has not cooperated with the NCAA. He's mm-hmm. called them out. He literally got he got suspended for four games and said, "Nope, I'm going to do three for no reason." So he has called out the NCAA. And we have a fan base here, a lot of people that listen to our podcast that have gone through something this similar. And so if you ever want to know why you get your ass busted for people sleeping on the couch, this is why. Yes. When you call out the NCAA, they are building a case on John Harbaugh. They're doing ev- they're going to find everything they can find. It's hamburgers now, it's going to games, it's it's video and they're going this is not even that big of a deal. They're just building a case. They're petty. They're being petty. Yes. A hundred percent they're being petty. We can't bust your ass on what we know you've done. We can't prove it, but let me show you what we can prove, and this is against the rules. So we're going to throw you in jail for 15 years for going two miles an hour over the speed limit. Yep. Okay? That's what they do. Yep. Agree completely. If he had not challenged the NCAA, this would not be – we would even know this happened. Agreed. They would, they'd say, hey, man, don't do that. 100%. Hey, don't do that. Jim, don't do that. Agreed. This is his Al Capone moment. This is the IRS going after uh, Al Capone for tax evasion when they knew he was a, a hardened criminal. This is if you have proof – Send it to compliance this at olemiss.edu. He did everything but send the tweet. Yep. Okay? Everything but send the tweet. Yep. It's unbelievable that people, they don't understand what this is. This is not even a big deal. Who cares? Guess what? Who You don't think Ohio State was on the other sideline stealing signals from Michigan? Yes, they were. Of course. All right, I did, I did Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM on Saturday morning, and I brought this up. Not only look at you. How about that, man? How about that? How about that? Look at you. I, look at. Th- Were you on with the Mad Dog? No, I was on with uh, somebody else. Okay. Wow. All right. It's you just turning into a damn media star. Before you know it, I'll start getting credentials. I can get you a credential. You ever want a credential? I can make it happen. Show up and ask Lane a question. That'd be that'd be gold. That'd be interesting. That'd be gold. Get some ratings. All right, here we go. Here's the deal couple things i'm going to tell myself a little bit we'll make this interesting when you go every single week that i've ever coached college football i was a signal steel guy Mm -hmm. do you know why i was a signal steel guy because i was the signaler so it's easy for me to pick up things sure been doing it for 10 10 years do you know what i got on my desk every single sunday when i came in every single sunday one of the gas card yeah besides that one of the gas whoever was assigned to do it or whatever would bring me a list that the opponent, like let's say we're playing, give me a team. Uh, Wisconsin. All right, so Wisconsin. So I would get an email or a sheet that was maybe sent to me from Michigan State. And all the coaches at Michigan State, all their signal notes that they would have, we w- other teams would send us information on the signals from them. Every week, Neil, every single week, I would get like four or five teams different reports from their people taking notes on the signals every single week. So 
This whole idea of people going, oh my gosh, they're pointing to the sky. It's going to be a pass. It's hilarious. Coaches and other teams sent me the information every week for 10 years. No less than three teams, probably no less. And I could take those notes, and then we didn't have to go film it. I turned on this little thing called a TV copy. And I would get it cut up to where it was just the sideline shots. And I'd go, okay, all right, oh, he's, he's, he's pointing to his chest and then to his hip. Okay, this guy thinks pointing his chest and his hip's inside zone. This guy thinks it's duo. This guy thinks it's counter. Okay, I could say, okay, I could look at their notes, watch it, make my own opinion, then write my own notes. I could compile data to steal signals better, not because I went and watched them, because other teams were sending me the information that they had. Now, why would they do that, Neil? Because they wanted the other team to lose. They needed the other team to lose. Yeah. For whatever reason. Sure. And part of the deal, when you reached out, you go, okay, hey, we're playing, you know, you're at Alabama, and we're, you're playing somebody on the East, and, man, they're up there, you need them to lose. Well, whoever's in first place in the East, they'll send you everything they need to send you. Okay? That's just how it works. But people are making this big deal about it. Drives me nuts. All right? Drives me nuts. All right, second thing. Knowing the plays beforehand – Knowing the plays beforehand, very overrated. I have said this on this show before. I think this was last year at some point in time. We knew every single play that Ohio State was running in the college football playoff. Yes. And they ran through our ass like shit through a tin horn. We couldn't have slowed them down in a phone booth. We knew every play. We'd be like, hey, they're fixing to throw that 15-yard dig right here to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas just mossing on our guys. It doesn't matter. And the year after kick six, we knew every play that Auburn was running. And they scored like 48 points on us. Because Sammy Coates was just mossing over everybody's head the whole game. It didn't matter. Like, you can't – people don't understand that you don't have time and tempo to relay those. Defense is a little different. And like I said, I think we talked about this with Dan when he did our episode in Vegas. Um, The 2012 game against Auburn, I think Van Gorder was the defensive coordinator for Auburn that year. We literally played the entire second half of that game because we had their defensive signals, and we just went out there with no play call. We just lined up in a formation with no play call. And I'd sit there and wait for him to signal, and then I'd tell the Reverend Hugh what the play call was, and then he would call a play, and we won that game. Imagine that. How about that? Yeah. Hey, South Alabama, we played San Diego State. So this is our guy, Zach Arnett, was at San Diego State at the time. They had won like 13 straight games in a row. Picked up their signals. And we were going like, we would line up in 12 personnel, so two tight ends and then two wide receivers where it was a balanced look. And we knew what side they were blitzing from, and we would just check and run outside zone away from it. We won 43-28. They couldn't stop us. We just started checking. And if they were blitzing from depth, we would do a freeze and let them jump off sides and just move it five yards. (laughs) It happens. Yeah. It happens. So that's all I got to say about that. Okay. I think that's a good signal-stealing episode right there don't you think i I think that i think that's good you covered that ground i think we covered it uh fall is here gentlemen it's about to get busy during the holidays don't let that stop you from sticking to your habits being the best version of yourself that's where our friends at caldera lab come in these guys are the best in the skincare game with an easy routine keep your face looking pretty like tyler's no matter your schedule plus what's a better gift than clear skin join the other 100,000 men who trust caldera lab to show your best self and first impression this fall. Plus, it's a great gift. 
the regimen includes three products, the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts and ends your day. The face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence like Tyler. The good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines protecting your skin. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare made only with top-tier ingredients. Clinical trials have found 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. One morning... One minute, morning, and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. And just for our audience, we have an exclusive deal. You're not beating this one. Use MPW, that's the code, at calderalab.com. Get 20% off right now. Get 20% off with code MPW at calderalab.com to make unforgettable first impressions with the best gift this holidays. All right, Neil. Uh, I had a rough week this week. And while we're doing this, uh, I'm going to get Neil to post the link in the chat. Uh, reminder, everybody, you can sign up at betonline.ag. Neil just posted that link. If you will click that link, you can sign up. We had a bunch of uh, sign-ups last week, so thank you guys for signing up. There's also a QR code if you're on YouTube. Looking to the left of Neil's beautiful face, you can use your phone. Uh, use the camera function on that QR code. will take you straight to betonline.ag. You sign up. Again, thank you guys. We had a ton of sign-ups through that link. Uh, it helps the show. Thank you very much. So, Neil, on Make It Rain Thursday slash Wednesday, yep. um, you went five and six, left the door open for your boy. I did. I told you that you had an opening because I, I was not – I was I, I did not have all of the data that I normally have by Thursday to run my little formula that I have. And I was a little anxious. I was kind of felt like I was – this is a bad visual. I kind of felt a little <laughs> naked. And I left it wide open there for you. And yeah, I didn't do it. Um, I cannot pick my nose right now. I had arguably not no, not arguably. There's no not even arguing it. I yeah. had the worst Sunday I have ever had. Sunday slash Monday I have ever had in my entire life. Not only did I lose every single pick in the NFL that I had on Sunday, I actually won Thursday night. Um, so I started off one and zero. Not only did I lose the other four that I picked, um, I added two. I added the the Packers a loss. I added I added the Cardinals because it, it got up to like ten points a loss. I actually had that one. I had Seattle. Yeah, you had Seattle. You had that two. one. And then I I added uh, the Dolphins a loss. And then I had the Forty Nineers like, a loss. I could not win. I lost I think eight or nine straight games yesterday. <sighs> it's a good thing I just do the I'm just steady Eddie with my units because if I was crazy and did the old double up I'd be broke right now. But yeah, took a freaking beat down. Uh, you went five and six. Uh, you went. I went four and seven. So you gained two units on me. All right. So now the lead is up to fifteen point one five units. It's good. <laughs> no, it's not. I like that. You're forty three and forty plus six point eight five. I'm now thirty seven and forty freaking six minus eight point three. It's embarrassing. Um, it is what it is. Um, anybody got a good priest that I can I can start talking to in advance? I would I would he may need to have to go with me. Um, Drew that coaches Knox's baseball team, him and uh, Travis that lives in my neighborhood, they have volunteered to go with me. Okay. Um, so 
they have to go now because that will make me – I know this sounds – I don't know if I could go by myself. If, if you're waiting for me to claim victory in October, you're, it's going to be a long wait. I, I'm, I'm maybe way, we can get, way too cynical for here's that. Here's what we need to do. Since, since Bob – Bob's about this. Maybe Bob <laughs> – Bob should come with us and we could do a live stream. In the haunted, in the haunted, the haunted place. Yeah, if Bob would be yeah. down for that, Bob, yeah. that that sounds like a good Bob. If trip. the Wi-Fi is good enough, you know, then Bob and I leave and we'll go to a bar and you can. No, 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 no. Bob needs to stay. We can crush rain all night and and we'll probably be seeing some ghosts then. All right. The funny thing was is uh, Cole actually made a post about it today. It was kind of funny. Did you know how about this on the money line picks? You and I went through all these money line picks that I we saw liked. This, yes. We both, of all the games, we picked the only two losers. Every single money line that I said I liked hit, except for the actual one I picked. And the same thing with you. Every single money line that you liked hit, except for the one that you actually picked for the show. So The one that was crazy as it was kind of happening was Houston oh, and Texas. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to hate myself if Houston wins this game because that I, I would have that would have been the end of it. You, you could go ahead and book, I your, could go ahead and you could book your trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was watching that one going, Neil's going to rub this one in my face. Um, there was, and I didn't do it, but I'm telling you, I knew all week there was no surer money last week than Houston plus 23 and a half. It was free money. And I, I didn't take it either. I honestly did not. See I that. let people talk me out of it. I did. I talked you out of it. Thank you. I, I'm glad I did. But, uh, Bob says, Bob in the Cooper Chevrolet chat says LFG. Let's go. He's in. So, all right, Bob, Bob better start. Let's find a good priest, Bob. <laughs> Cause we're, we're <laughs> Bob's going to be like, start feeding me picks now. Cause he don't want to go either. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, we got uh, about fifteen minutes here. Okay. All right. Uh, no reason to do review uh, because it's already over. Um, so we're, let's let's move forward. Um, I'm ready to move forward to the next stage of life after that. <laughs> um, let's let's go uh, SEC. We'll go in order. We'll start SEC, then we'll do some national games. We're gonna start this bad boy out, Neil. The South Carolina Gamecocks struggling. South Carolina Gamecocks that you and I both picked against and and won easily. Yep. Um, on the road at Texas A&M, Texas A&M coming off a bye. Uh, they're favored by 14 points. Um, I saw some bad body language in Como last week from the South Carolina guys. Mm-hmm. Did you see the same thing? I did. I know you watched some of it. I did. I uh, saw. I saw. Um, I saw a good bit of the of the afternoon and late slate. I didn't see anything in the morning other than the game that I attended. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What a rock fight. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm seriously, no joke. I'm four beers in, empty stomach. <laughs> so I'm feeling the beers. Why would you do that? Did you do it on purpose? Well, I, I I just didn't eat. I never eat breakfast. And it was an 11 a.m. game. And I got to Caroline's place like at 945. Yeah, time. And, and someone goes, do you want a beer? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> and so if you have one beer, the next question is, do you want another one uh, yeah. for the walk to the stadium? I'm like, well, yeah, it sounds good. And I got to the stadium and I was like, wonder what the beer line's like and it turns out it wasn't very bad and so i got a beer and then got another beer and anyway the point was we're behind the arkansas uh, bench 18 19 rows up and i'm literally i didn't i'm not stealing signs nothing (laughs) but based on alignment i'm guessing the plays and the guy behind me goes you a coach no just play one on tv this is stupid (laughs) this is really bad and at one point, I'm, I, I, Caroline's like, we're going to lose, aren't we? I'm like, yeah. Can't score. I'm like, you should fire everybody, but you should definitely fire the offensive coordinator, and they, they did. You know what, though? 
They fired him. It's the first game that they hadn't scored a bunch of points if you look at the scores. It was it, I know, I know. It was, it was, I get it. I that, get it. That was egregious. I think the I, how much seriously though? How much of it was the were they just waiting after the email thing? Were they just waiting on him to have a bad game? Probably some of that. But then, they scored like third, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they scored points. But that was that was bad. It was bad. I mean, they, they, it was oh, bad. I agree. It was really, I'm, I'm, it was I'm really bad. And and then and, and then Pittman said this on Sunday, and it's gonna get him fired too. Um the kids quit on him. The kids didn't want to play. They they didn't they didn't there it was, was a matter of time, dude. They lost like five in a row. Yeah, it was it was bad. So anyway, the point was I but the point was based on alignment, I could tell you what was coming. And I was like, if I can figure this out, I'm I'm gonna guess that Arnett and them kind of figured it out too. People don't understand how much alignment affects play call. I mean, it's you can pretty much it's like, hey, look, if you ever see the receiver start to cut his split, okay, you how many times in modern day football like it used to be actually like a thing that was normal because you used to run like play action with like crossers and stuff and like normal play action. Hey guys, you can't crack anymore. You're getting flagged now for push cracking. I actually saw, and maybe it was either Auburn or the Arkansas game. Somebody got an illegal crack for push cracking uh, a safety, which is like how we used to block. Yeah, I can't like, remember. As a wide receiver, for the history of football until we got so soft before the RPO world, as a wide receiver, you had one run rule. If you were by yourself, you had one run rule. It was called push crack. Okay. That meant because when their safety reads run, he comes down and the, and the corner bails. And so if your corner goes soft, you immediately go to crack the safety rolling down the box. Now you're getting 15-yard penalties for it. So now in the modern-day football, anytime a receiver cuts his split, he's running a freaking crosser. It's a pass. They're not doing it for runs anymore. Oh, it's a good point. 100%. Like, yeah. But people continue to do it. Like you're talking about like, whoop, whoop. So you don't have to go use your Apple phone and buy buy tickets to know if it's going to be pass or run sometimes. All right. Here we go. Um, I'm inclined early to, to uh, take the Aggies and lay the points. I actually think there's a decent chance they run South Carolina out of the building. I agree. Um, I think South Carolina, the body language is bad. Yeah. And what you saw Saturday is Spencer Rattler was okay. Mm-hmm. But he's the only player they got. They're so bad up front. They are the worst defense in the league um, on the road, too, after losing, like, what's that going to be, three in a row, the tough ones? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning that way as well. All right, the game I'm probably – one of the games I'm probably the most interested in, uh, Georgia and Florida mm-hmm. and the largest cocktail party in the South. Mm-hmm. Is it the world or the South? Uh, world, I think. Okay. World's largest cocktail World's largest party. Largest right. party. In Jacksonville, Florida. Cool game. I've covered this game several times when I was in Mobile. Um it's a neat it's a neat visual. It's a really cool it's I think it's the southeastern version of the Red River rivalry, you know. Um it's a cool game to if you ever get a chance to go to it. I'm not a big Jacksonville fan, it's not my favorite place. But uh the the game itself, if you ever get a chance to go to this game, you should. It's cool. Yeah. Um I think that uh, I think that's a big hook. I'm I'm leaning Florida in the points right now. Mm, yeah, I kind I kind of am too. I just you got two teams coming off a bye. Um, I think you got to go a game figuring out how they're going to do some things without Brock Bowers. Florida's good on defense. Um, I I don't think Georgia's any danger of losing the game, but it's going to be interesting. Um, Florida has played good at home. It's not a home game, but it might as well be. It's right up the road. I never understood why they play it there every year, but whatever. I don't think Georgia does either. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm probably seven out of 10. 
All right. Rock fight of all rock fights. All right, here we go. Mississippi State Bulldogs traveling to Auburn. Yep. To to play. I already got a pick in this game. I will be picking this game on Saturday. Okay. On Thursday, make it rain Thursday. Uh, it's one of my favorite picks of the week. Um, I don't know how anybody's going to score in this game. And as soon as I say that, it will be a shootout. <laughs> well, sixty-one sixty. I don't see how. I, I don't. I don't because I don't think Auburn can take advantage of where Mississippi State is susceptible. Um. And then where's that? Just kind of on the back end in the middle. Look at you. Uh, their corners are good. State's corners, corners are, good. are good, and, and their defensive front's pretty good. And their linebackers are fine. They're fine. No, they're good on defense. Yeah. They just they're young at safety. They are getting better. They're but every week they're getting better on defense. Now with Wright at quarterback, and he played quarterback <sighs> in the game that I saw. They are just it's strictly run, and and, and it's one you're getting one high eight in a box ball. They got that's where that's where. I mean, State finished with 200 yards of offense in that game in Fayetteville and still won, but because I, I, I can remember looking up at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter because Caroline, to her credit, she said, I'm not leaving. And I said, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. That's kind of the opposite of what I said at the Las Vegas Bowl when we were there. Yeah, you, you're like, <laughs> we're leaving. We're leaving. She goes, I'm not leaving. I said, <laughs> okay. And uh, we stayed. Um, but I remember looking up at the scoreboard late fourth quarter and state had like 207 yards of offense and then they had a, a bad negative play. And I think they ended up, they may have ended up over 200, but for a moment late in the fourth quarter, they yeah. were under 200 yards of offense. <laughs> it was unbelievable. If you had told Zach Arnett, Hey, late fourth quarter, you're going to have 196 yards of offense. He would have said, where's the gun? <laughs> oh, you by know? the way, you're winning. Huh? Yeah. He wouldn't have <laughs> believed you. Yeah. So it was, it was, that was with right, they're just run it, just run it. He's a good runner, but you know what's coming. Um, well, you lose your you lose your advantage on the on. If you're going to run the quarterback, you have to run the quarterback, and because they're going to get they're going to get eight in a box every snap, and they're going to get it this week against Auburn. They're going to get safeties rolled down. You're going to be a man short, especially in cutbacks. Um, and that that's the whole Will Rogers thing, right? Well, if Will Rogers plays, now you got there's a threat to throw the ball. Okay, they have and they tried to. I know you you were there. You saw it. They tried to get Tulu involved in the running game some more because yeah. Marks was bless his heart, dude. His hamstring must be shot. They put the old Ron Carroll uh, hamstring invention. You talking about somebody who got screwed in a trademark? Ron Carroll, the trainer at Arkansas State, made this this hamstring band thing like forty years ago, and now there's companies that have kind of ripped him off because he didn't trademark it. And now you see trainers all across. They put the tube down. The, they they basically spike your hip, and they put a uh, whatever the stretching material is tube down your basically an artificial hamstring. They did that to him right after the first drive, and he was it felt like he pulled his hamstring every play. Um, but he can he is a good running back. Mm -hmm. But when he was out, and you got Rogers out, they they have to get creative. They got to get Tulu more involved. He is a playmaker. He is. All right, Tennessee. This is an interesting line here. Tennessee minus three and a half at Kentucky. Does that feel low to you, or is it just me thinking crazy? Uh, no, it feels a little low. It feels a little trappy um, because I think this is Vegas going, hey, take take Tennessee. All you do is like three and a half, and, and maybe they feel like Kentucky's got one more stand in them. Kentucky's problem is that there's kind of rumblings of some internal issues there. So I, we're hitting the point in the year where it's not that teams quit, Teams aren't quite as motivated, and so you you run into some you can you can run into some weird spots. This this 
could potentially be one. I sort of think Tennessee's going to play pissed off and beat Kentucky. But this is not a game I'm touching. This is not on my list. I'm with you here. It feels like – I don't know, man. I feel like if Tennessee can get the running game going – dude, they ran the ball against Alabama. Really, Like the first half against Alabama, they look like world beaters. The second half, they look like me. It was a tell of two halves. They yeah. have to figure out how to put it all together on the road. Uh, all right, uh, Saturday night, a game that you will be be at. And you know what? I may I may go too. Um, you want my pass? No, I'm not going media-wise. I'm going to go – I think I'm going to try to sneak to the Grove again. Okay. I'm going to try to sneak to the Grove and, and drink some – Drink some bourbon. Okay. So I can get a hold of that good bourbon again. All right. Um, Ole Miss. Tell everyone I said hello. I will. Vandy is at uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by 25 and a hook. Yeah, I love Vanderbilt and the points here. I just I, – I don't I don't see it. I don't. Everything in my soul is telling me to take Vanderbilt and the points. Yeah. I just don't know if I can pick Vanderbilt. They covered uh, – Vandy covered the big line against Georgia – um, that was the first one all yeah, year. Yeah, I know it was. Um, all year, cuz. I just, I just don't think – look, Ole Miss has played so many emotional games in a row. They've got another emotional game coming up, perhaps followed by another super emotional game coming up. I just think this is a, this is a spot where they're, they're just not going to bring a lot of – I think Ole Miss is going to win. I think Ole Miss is going to win comfortably. But I, it feels more like 17 points, 20 points, than it does 27, 28 points. So I'm, I, I like Vandy. I mean, this game could be a 31-point game and them score at the end and just backdoor McCready the hell out of yeah, it. Mean, I mean, look, if you told me Ole Miss won 41-7, to would I buy it? Sure. But it, on the flip side, if you told me that Ole Miss won 37-17, to 17, that sounds more likely to me. 35-17, to 17, 38-20, to 30, 38 to 17 uh, 38 to 14 would cover that number so I, it, it it's much easier for me in my mind to go yeah i can see that game than i can see hey 42 to 7 that that just doesn't because if also if i'm lane he's got to play more dudes man if i'm well, yeah that's what i was getting at if you're lane knowing what's coming knowing what's coming are you are you going to leave trey harris out there once the game's in hand no. Are you leaving Caden Priestcorn out there when the game's in hand? No. Are you are you playing Quinshawn Judkins late into the third, early fourth quarter if the game's in hand? No. So you're not going to keep pouring it on. The only way those guys are playing is if the game's kind of squirrely. I just don't see it. I don't I don't see an Ole Miss blowout twenty eight point plus win because I all right, all right. I don't I don't think it's in there. I don't I don't You talked me into it. I'm already talked into it, but like there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing in it for them to do that. I swear, if it gets like twenty something points, I'm gonna start stelling, whistling at Lane to tell him to freaking put, put those young ones in. Let's go get them out of here. Uh, but Vanderbilt actually has scored points against teams too. Like scored twenty against Georgia. You know they yeah, they're they, going with seals again this week. Swan's still a little hurt. He's he's not bad. No, he's okay. He's not bad. They're losing games because their defense is atrocious. Yeah, and that's the all kidding aside. What gives me panic about picking Vanderbilt? is every year when Lane plays Vanderbilt. It's a bombs over Baghdad. I mean, Jonathan Mingo, I love the kid, great kid. Couldn't run out of sight in a day, all right? But he had 500 yards receiving every year he played Vanderbilt because they can't run on the back end. I'm talking about when I say slow, everybody likes to pick on me by calling defenses slow. They have to – I mean, they're tortoises in the back end. 
tortoises. There are people playing secondary at Vanderbilt that we recruited to play outside backer. Okay, slow. Like, I think I could go put cleats on right now and run a post route and let Dart lay one up and I could go get it. Steal one time. I mean, that's how bad it is. Anyway. All right, uh, national games of interest. The Oklahoma Sooners mm-hmm. go on to Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Ten-point favorites. Sneaky, trappy spot for the Oklahoma Sooners. Mm-hmm. I think they're concerned, too. About Kansas? Yes. Yeah. This is probably the most concerned they are on the rest of their schedule. Kansas can score. Kansas in it at home, Kansas get, can get it, get it rocking. Uh, they had a they had a sleepy scare when my man JRP was out there throwing dimes like he was freaking, like he was like had Matt Corral possessed in him. Uh, almost came back and beat and uh, beat Oklahoma. They had a scare. Um, what's your gut on this one? I hadn't really thought about it much. Uh, Ten points is not a big number. Oklahoma kind of got scared last week a little bit. My guess is that. Kansas's opportunity to beat them ended with UCF making it such a game. My my my, my guess is Oklahoma. Think they got them focused. My guess is Oklahoma covers the line. Yeah, that's going to be. I'm probably going to stay away from it. But that's a sneaky, scary game. Another sneaky, scary game, Neil. The BYU Cougars are going mm-hmm. to Texas, and they're going to have to break in a new starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate Tom bringing that up. There's no I, – I think they're not going to play Arch. You could play him and then not play him in one of the future right. games. But I think they're going to – that's a good point. Because he hasn't played at all. Correct. Correct? Correct. Yeah, so he could play He could play a week or two and then sit him for two weeks. Yeah, I don't – now – And look, if Arch – here's the other thing. That's what you're about to say is what I'm thinking. If Arch is as good as everybody thinks Arch thinks is going to be, he's not going to be there five years anyway. Correct. And if he's – not going to be what everyone thinks he's going to be, then what the hell do they care if they burn a year of his right. eligibility? Yeah, because they'll out-recruit him. Um, but that's what I was getting at. I mean, who redshirts anymore? If he if he can help you win right now, and he's the best option, freaking plays ass. Um, but they're getting set. They're, Texas has given BYU 17 and a half uh, points, and BYU's been good in spots. That's another money line pick that I let <laughs> slip right by the old uh, door there. All right, Oregon minus six and a half at Utah. Big national game of the week. Big game. Utah's a different team in Salt Lake City. And they're good on defense. Oregon knows there is no margin for any error. This is it, boss. And they're they're legit. You got two teams with two cents of urgencies. Got a hell of a chance to be. What time's that game? See, that's what I hate about night games. I'll miss all the, the games. Um, it's not a night game. Is it a day game? Is it 2.30? I'll check it while you're Wait, talking. hold on. I think I might have it here somewhere. It doesn't matter. It might be 2.30. I got it right. Give me one click of the button. I watch first half and then drive to stadium. It is a 2.30 game. Oh, there you go. I will get to watch it. Oh, good for me. It's a victory. Yeah, it's a win-win. Um, but, yeah, there's no margin for error on either side. Um, I mean, I was going to go to the Grove, but I won't now Okay. because of that. Yeah, I don't do the Grove for a long time. <laughs> I'm like an hour Grove guy. Yeah. Been a minute. Been a minute? Been, been a, that was my first time going last time. Minutes. Was it? Yeah, it really was. I never got to even go to the Walk of Champions because I was working. Oh, that's oh, you never did, did you? Never did. How about that? In all those years, never did. 
My kids did though. Did they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. So, uh, Tom Luke would get, uh, Harrison Cooper, uh, Jackson and Brock. Knox oh, that's was, cool. Knox was too little. Yeah. And, uh, when we left the hotel, I would come to the office yeah. to be with recruits and my wife would be there. The wives would do a tailgate on the practice field. And so she was right there. Well, Tom would get a golf cart and take Harrison Cooper, uh, Jackson and Brock oh, and cool. take them to the, to the front of the walk, walk of champions. And so when Matt got off the bus, they would all walk with Matt. Oh, that's cool. So my kids have gone through it about freaking 15 times and I've yet to go through. That's it. hilarious. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Brock, like Brock told me it was cool. He said it was pretty fun. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Uh, get your opinion. I got two more to get your opinion on. Duke, after which I would have, I, I swear to you, I was going to hit that money line if Riley Leonard doesn't get hurt. Duke was winning that game if Riley Leonard does not get hurt. They did not get a single first down after he got hurt. Not one first down. They had the ball first and freaking goal up three uh, late in the third. What's his status this week? It's going to depend on who wins this game. I I don't know. Because if he's not playing, I love Louisville here. Yeah, if he's not playing. I... Love Louisville here. Like, Louisville could win 27, 30 points. I don't, they're good on defense, though, man. It's just I don't think they can score. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this could be a 21 nothing game. Like, it that can't was a score. Big, with, that was a big loss for them. Dude, that's that's – they were going to win that damn game, man. I was so fired up. I was I was already going, man, I'm going to make up some units here. That was a big – that was a big money line, plus four, whatever, 30, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And face mask penalty. And when they yanked his face mask, rolled his ankle again on the face mask penalty, ball first and freaking goal up three. And then they put the backup in, and they went for it on fourth down instead of going up six. Uh, he'll, he'll get questioned about that, but, you know, it wasn't going anyway. All right, and then uh, UCLA is hosting Colorado. Uh, Colorado was done, dude. I know we talked about it with Tom. I, They're I, done. I love this game. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually love this game. I think UCLA covers this easy. Yeah, you do know if you pick this game on Thursday, you have to wear the Joker mask while you take the while you pick the game. <laughs> that's that's a requirement anytime we pick against Colorado. Just so you know. So scoops, I may be scoops, and you may be the Joker on on Thursday. I can't do that voice. Not, <laughs> Hello, <I'm> not... Neil. <laughs> Hello, Tyler. <laughs> Hello, scoops. <laughs> Oh, hey, the the Joker is hilarious. It's it's funny how there is no in between with our audience. I have gotten fifty people text me how much they love the Joker, and I got another fifty people that were right behind it say how how disgusting and awful it is and how cringy it is. Like I don't know which one to do. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty. All right, it's kind of like being a columnist. <laughs> if, if they're talking about your column, it's good. Okay, all right. My man Bob likes it. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's all I want. It counts. <laughs> all right. Uh, tonight, Neil. I know you're excited. Your hometown, Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. So stupid. I'm, I'm from Ruston. Okay. You can't get Ruston people to go to the game on Saturday. You gonna get them to go on Tuesday night? They're not going on Tuesday. They're not. They're not going on Tuesday night. <laughs> this is dumb. It is. It's I really, it's really stupid. I agree with what you are saying. You're not going to get anybody in the stands. From a recruiting standpoint, it is actually more valuable because it's on TV. Because think about this: if you're Louisiana Tech on the you, night when the NBA opens and Game Seven agree. of the National League Championship Series, 200 percent agree. 
But if you're Louisiana Tech, okay, let's okay. say I'm recruiting at Louisiana Tech, Jack, this all Conference USA is who's doing it, right? It's like sure. basically we've replaced the old school Maction with Conference USA. Okay. So if I'm coaching or recruiting at La Tech and my game is on Saturday, dude, I got to compete against ULL, Monroe, LSU, Tulane, all these schools to get the kids to come to the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, they're not going to come. And then they're not going to watch you on TV because of all the other games. At least on Tuesday nights, they you may not can get them to come see, but they can watch you on TV. Right. It gives you more exposure recruiting. That is the only yeah. positive. I'll give you that. That's it. Yeah. But everything else, you are 100% correct. Just. I know. I'm watching. I'm excited because I know you're watching NBA, but I'm watching this. Well, I mean, it's just in general. I mean, you've got game. You've got a, the National League Championship game. Yeah. And then you have the NBA where you have the defending champs play in the Lakers. At, so you got LeBron and Jokic and all that stuff. It just it I'm from Ruston. They're not they, they won't there won't be five thousand people who go to the game. Oh, they were they played at home what was it, last week or a couple weeks ago against Western Kentucky. There was nobody there. And it's kind of a, it's it's not a commuter school. But like, they, like the the kids that go there that live on it just it's this is not it was just it's not gonna work. All right, so uh, here's the deal, too. Uh, New Mexico State, if you do have five minutes in between your NBA games, the quarterback at New Mexico State is a guy named Diego Pavia. Okay. This guy is the most fun quarterback in the NCAA to watch play. He is – I mean, it's it's like watching when you used to watch Johnny Manziel or Doug Flutie's a really small guy. Can freaking spin it. He will be running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And he can drop dimes. He is unbelievable. Uh, I may end up taking New Mexico State on that one to have fun. Liberty putting their undefeated record on the road at Western Kentucky. It's going to be quick, your clients. Liberty, quick, your clients. Putting their undefeated record on, on, the, on the line tonight. And then tomorrow, the last one I want to talk about. Tomorrow, it's going to be a close one to my heart. I got my man Rich Rod and the Jacksonville State Gamecocks traveling to see my man Mike McIntyre in the FIU. This is in the – this is we're calling this the ex-Ole Miss – coordinator bowl taking place down in Miami. You got uh, Rich Rod going against uh, Mike. Mike has done a unbelievable job rebuilding that roster. Yep. Um, they starting to play the freshman quarterback when he's on, he's, he's good. And I'm going to say this again, Rich Rod's, his kids are as tough as they get. And he has a defensive coordinator in Zach Alley that I think is going to be a superstar in this business. So that, that one tomorrow, since we won't be on, uh, that will be on tomorrow night. And Neil, that, is all I have for today. We brought to you by our friends at Rain. Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams, natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition of the show. It'll be a Make It Rain. Make It Rain! Thursday edition of the show. Again, our thanks. Um, Tom Luganville. I, I, I had a break. You're, you're getting NBA ready to go. you got NBA brain already starting. I told you also, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm getting back into my thing, and it's post 3 o'clock, and so there's just not a lot of juice in the orange. I thanks to Tom Luganbill of ESPN for his time. He was awesome today. Yep, and want to thank everybody in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. Our guy, Bob Rucato, was in the Cooper Chevrolet chat bumping today. Met Bob give, spilling the beans on the new new rain flavors to the – see, that's an exclusive. The McCready and Siski people go. don't even understand. He, there you go. He gave the McCready and Siski podcast exclusive 
flavor information yep. on rain in the in the Cooper Chevrolet chat. But listen, guys, attention Tahoe fans, Cooper Chevrolet and Aniston just received a huge truckload of brand new Chevy Tahoes in every trim. They now have 10 available. They're hard to get, so make sure you check them out. Uh, go to cooperchevrolet.com and schedule your test drive today before they sell out. That's cooperchevrolet.com. And there's the bet online um, yep. link one more time for you. We'll be back on Thursday. 50% bonus sign-on bonus. There you go. 50, so, yeah. 50% sign-on bonus. Talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.